0: All right, Lead Heads, welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 271, two hundred and seventy one, presented by the official optics of Talking Lead, which is Riton Optics, R-I-T-O-N Optics. Check them out at RitonOptics.com or RitonUSA.com and check out their awesome line of scopes, red dots, magnifiers, binoculars. And soon to be rangefinders, you guys have seen my post and heard me talk about these optics. They are the best optics that I've laid my eyes on. You can't find better glass for the money, the quality, the customer service that you're getting from Ride On Optics. So make sure you guys go check them out rideonoptics.com. And then again, give a huge welcome to our newest sponsor, Keltec Weapons. We have talked about Keltec since we started the show, kel has uh, always been a proponent of Talking Lead, and we greatly appreciate that, and we are proud to bring them on as an official sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast now. So you guys, go show them the Leadhead Brigade love, go to their website, go to their social medias, welcome them to the Leadhead Brigade family of sponsors. And while you're at their website, check out their awesome line of rifles, their bullpups, Keltec is known for their RFB, the RDB, and the KSG shotgun. They make awesome bullpup rifles. And their unique sub-2000 pistol caliber carbine. They make those in 9mm and 40 caliber. The perfect truck gun. They just fold right up, fit underneath your, uh, your seat. They can fit in your backpack. Perfect for camping, hiking. And they make a great, just uh, all-around fun gun to shoot. Go to the range, shoot some X-Steel targets with those. The best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today are X-Steel Targets. You go check them out at xsteeltargets.com. And don't forget our Black Friday Cyber Monday show coming up where all these sponsors and more are going to be hitting you lead heads with some unbelievable deals. If you guys didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back to last episode, 270, where we had the judges from Master of Arms, Discovery Channel's newest... um, a gunsmith, knife smith competition show—I guess is how you would uh, you categorize that. Uh, but the former host of Talking Lead, Zeke Stout, is the host of that show, and uh, we did a little pre—not uh, pre, but actually uh, night of the show viewing, and uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a really good show. I see a lot of promise in that show. So make sure you guys go back. We had Ashley. Lubinsky, she's the curator of the Cody Firearms Museum. And we had Nick Irving. Uh, Nick is former former, formal, former Special Forces. Uh, he's a Ranger. Casey, you and I were talking about Rangers uh, a minute ago. He's, mm, he's A little a, bit. Yeah, he's a former Ranger. Uh, and he's one of the judges on the show as well. Get a lot of behind the scenes in that episode. So uh, make sure you guys go back to 270. Check that out. So joining me, I just said, I gave it away, co-hosting with me today is none other than CG3G, Casey Griggs.
1: What's up? Welcome in, Casey. It's been a while since you've been on. It has. It has been a little while. It's been a minute. It's been so a uh,
0: welcome in. Thanks
1: yeah. for joining us. Definitely. Glad to be
0: back. And then our special guest this week, for you leadheads that joined us on Instagram Live uh, before we started recording, it's none other than our good buddy Mike Sodini. Hello, hello. What's it's up, happened. buddy? What's happening? We got a lot going on, man. There's, there's been a lot going on since we last talked.
2: Yeah, I got, I need that 25th hour. So.
0: <laughs> so, so Mike has started a new nonprofit and you guys have heard me talk about it a little bit on the show. It's called Walk the Talk America. And it is an organization that Mike started to bridge the gap between the firearms industry. And the mental health industry, and we're gonna we're gonna find out a whole lot more about Walk the Talk America. Uh, we're gonna find out what Mike's been up to lately, uh, and of course, as everybody knows, I mean, we just had the midterm elections, and I think a lot of us are disappointed. <laughs>
2: didn't work out.
0: <laughs> it, it, it didn't. the The Dems got control of the House. Again, damn it. I did my part. You know, that's all I can do. So it's it's your fault that who you did if you didn't go out and vote. It it's your right to go out and vote. It's your responsibility to go out and vote. And the way that they have it set up nowadays, there's no excuse for you not to go vote. They have early voting. It's like for what, two or three weeks beforehand they had that set up? Yes, sir. They've got absentee ballot voting that you can do. And then here in Murfreesboro, I know there was at least uh, half a dozen places that you could go and and vote here just in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So there was no excuses. So if you didn't vote, you can't complain. Shut your pie hole. Get out and vote next time. But I'm afraid by then they're going to, you know, the damage is going to be done unfortunately. But you still have power uh, with your elected officials. So you can still make your voices heard. Uh, you can drown out all the the leftist uh, shenanigans that are going on uh, because that's what these elected politicians are, are there to do. So if if you sway their decision, then that's great. So uh, there's going to be I mean, you're going to see some stuff coming up here, probably starting the end of this week that they're going to you know, start their shenanigans.
1: No doubt. Yeah.
0: Just- <laughs> I, uh, y'all, y'all chime
1: in anytime. Guys. Wait, no, no, I
2: was going to say, we're leaving them hanging there. <laughs> well, Hey, you know, on the flip side, at least
1: on the, on the flip side, I guess at least gun sales are going to go back up. Uh, well,
0: you know, and that's, we've talked about this on the show. That is so fucked up on how manufacturers have gotten, you know, spoiled by the way things have it been, to where they could just put out any kind of piece of crap on the market, and and anybody would go and buy it. You're right. It, you it know? is. That's pitiful. So we've we've, and I and I've seen this up until this point. The quality, you know, the products, the things that we're seeing on the market now are, have get have gotten better. You know, and I think sales have started to. You know, I think they leveled out, and I think they're actually. You know, some companies are seeing some some increase in their sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's getting rid of those you know fly by night companies that just come in and think they can make a quick buck and you know put shit on the market and yeah. it's going to sell.
1: I just say never sacrifice quality for quantity, ever.
0: Well, you know, and that's what that's what a lot of these people were doing, and they got spoiled. You know, they got spoiled with these last few administrations that have been in office, and uh, I, I think that this has been good that we had you know had it the way that that it was, but this has been the best time ever to buy guns they've never been lower why wouldn't you go out and buy guns in bulk now because <laughs> right why right. would you wait till the gun grabbers start trying to get them and pass all this legislation mm-hmm. and then you got to pay three times four times more for it that's just stupid
2: <laughs> yeah it, it it you know just from kind of be the the executive behind the scenes level uh, obviously i i my, my job is to run in uh an, an importer. What you see or what happened with Trump getting elected was just a backup. Like everybody had put their money on, you know, Hillary taking mm-hmm. that victory. And it just caused a, a, a huge log jam in the uh, system because people, a lot of people put all their money in, uh, obviously black guns and, um, you know, stocked up on a lot of stuff that they had to burn through and it's taken a while for the industry to kind of adjust. And, you know, some of the big guys, even though some of them are my friends, you know, they don't know how to really come off the gas, especially some of the public traded ones. Um, and it just creates a just madness mess. And then everyone starts discounting. Yeah. and then, You know, it's just it's nuts.
0: But I mean, that that's them trying to adjust to a market that they thought was going to be there that wasn't there. So right. what what I'm saying is a lot of those companies are smart, you know, and they've got the people in the the power behind them to readjust their, um, you know, their market philosophy to to fit in to what it is nowadays. And that's where, where I've been seeing, you know, companies that have adjusted to that. You know, they're starting to get better. You know, sales are starting to get better. Mm-hmm. Quality's getting better. A lot of these, mm-hmm. again, like I was saying, a lot of these, you know, just startup companies, fly-by-night companies that wanted to jump on the the bandwagon uh, are gone. You know, they're they're gone. They're out of existence. You know, and some of the bigger companies too. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm still waiting to see if there's any companies that were are going to fall out from this. You know, sometimes it's it's companies that people don't even know. Like, uh, you know, it, if you're a civilian and you're just looking at the the whole picture—you're not going to know if a distributor drops out, like AcuSport, right? Which is a huge distributor out of Ohio. They just went out of business. That was like one of the first distribution centers that I visited when I was a rep. Um, you know, those are things you wonder about because it's not always just the—it's not always just the company. It's—it could be something the machine behind the company. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a tree. I mean, once the yep. tree starts to die, the branches are going to die too. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, but like I said, there's there are companies that found, and we're going to keep the tree analogy that found the fertilizer to <laughs> you know, to survive and and get through um, the bad marketing strategies that they had uh, to to adjust and and into a normal economy, you know, right. nor- because what we saw the last few administrations was not normal, you know, that's not this like the real estate. You know, I do real estate also. A lot of people know how that I do real estate. You know, in in real estate's Rocky, you know, it's up and down, up and down. Gun market is the same way. You know, it plays a lot on what administration is in in power and what laws are being passed and you know, things like that. So you have to be able to plan for when that market hits the bottom. It this has to be in a company's strategic marketing plan and, and budgeting plan. I mean, I don't I don't run a gun company, so but
2: Mike does. I mean I run an importing company. I don't run a manufacturing <laughs> well, company. Well, no. Huge yeah. difference. <laughs> a
0: little different, but it still ties in. You know, it's one of those branches of of that that, you know, because you guys have planned and you had good market strategies, you know, that helps the companies that you represent also. Because you right. know this market. That's why Eagle imports. That's why Mike Sodini, you know, you're still doing great.
1: Yeah, you, you, you see the ripple effect.
0: But, but we're not talking about Eagle Imports today. We're going to be talking about Walk the Talk America. <laughs> but first, we've got the jack wagon train that, we're, that we've that got to deal with. we got a bunch of jack wagons, and I think we kind of alluded to some of them. So, can bring that train in?
2: Who simplified Do or Die, hold them high at 8th and 9th.
1: It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby.
0: All right, so the train has stationed. And I'm going to go first, and I've already mentioned one of my jack wagons. So, you, uh, you two a supporters, you know that say that, that say you're Second Amendment supporters that didn't go out there and vote. You're jack wagons. Uh, you're not really a true Second Amendment supporter, uh, firearms lover, American. If you didn't go out and you didn't vote, I mean that's one of the the rights that we take for granted in this country. That if you go to any other country to have this opportunity i mean they they actually people die to try to get that right and you know fortunately our forefathers did that for us already and they got that right for us it's it's just slowly been taught out of our our younger generation and it's sad so you guys go vote every opportunity that you have not just for the, you know the big election the presidential election but like this midterm there's going to be some, some dire consequences
1: because
0: of the people that took over the House of Representatives.
1: Well, but here's the thing, too, about voting. The younger generation needs to learn a little history also, like you're talking about the history. They need to learn— Well, that's
0: the that's the whole point. The, yeah. the, our history and, is getting taken away from our education system.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: it's it's getting—they're only cherry-picking things that they want that meets their agendas, so— you know, that's that's one of the points that I'm making. But that, that goes into your right to vote. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're, you know, you leadheads, you're educating your children. I know the leadheads. I know you guys are uh, Second Amendment supporters. You all went out and voted. Saw your pictures that you posted. Uh, saw your cool little stickers. Everybody got a different sticker, seems like, at every dif- different voting poll uh, as well. So I would like to see all the different stickers. You guys post those and tag me in at Talking Lead. Uh, I'd like to see those. Uh, so that's going to be my first jack wagon. I'm going to start it off. Uh, we've already talked you know, enough about that. What about you, Mike? You got any jack wagons you want to throw the train this week?
2: Uh, you know what? I'll throw, this is going to be an easy one for your people. Uh, <laughs> okay. <listed>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw joy Bayhard on there. Uh, oh, she's, gosh. she's yeah. on the view and we're on here for walk the talk America. So it's easy for me to throw her on there. Um, Basically, I think we could
0: just pretty much pick any given day with her and and <laughs> throw her on. But go ahead, right? Yeah. Uh, it's,
2: it may be too easy, but she really, you know, she did it this time. She she literally went on on air and did a, a faux pas, which is in the mental health community. Which they that's one of the things that I've been working on is to change the language of of our industry to not you know, pile onto the stigma and she goes on, on air and says, this is not about love or laws or whatever. And it's about crazies with guns, these crazies with guns. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Like she's not helping anything. No. Uh, cause now she's throwing fuel on the fire and people that want to get help, but they don't want to be stigmatized now are going to be like, oops, you know, I'm not telling anybody what's wrong.
0: Well, and her I, whole point in doing that too is, is to say that everybody with guns are crazy. You know, that's, yeah, and like you say, that word is overused, and it, it desensitizes people to the actual meaning of what that is. Um, so, yeah, and and that sh- what show is she on? I don't even know what show she's on. Joey Bayhair. I know she is, but... She's on The View. Okay, so she's on The View. Um, I can honestly say I've never watched that show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think I, I think I recall the episode that you're talking about where she absolutely just went belligerent about... That exact topic, mental health. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, so Casey's a fan of the View. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I just happened
1: to flip through and seen a bunch of reports on it, and that's where it led me. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say you could say the
2: same thing about me, Casey, because I saw it too. So, (laughs) don't don't let him do that to us. (laughs) Right.
0: right. (laughs) Well, so I don't have cable TV, so I don't, you know, I don't watch those. I've always got like. James Bond or uh, Jack Ryan or something playing in the background while I'm doing stuff. But, um, no, I mean, that's something that I also, you know, preach about is you've got to watch shows like that. You've got to watch CNN. You've got to watch MSNBC to see what the other side is doing and what they're up to. You know, you
1: can't just rely on getting everything from Fox News. Well, you know, because they're going to flat out tell you what they're doing. They don't like to keep secrets. That's obvious.
0: <laughs> no, no, and I mean it's the same thing on our side too. I mean it's everybody's got their agendas, agendas, and that's what these shows are about. Mm-hmm. But you take a little bit of each one, and then you you form your own opinion. You know, critical thinking. So right. So uh, and I think she's probably made the jackwagon train before, but anyway, she's on it again. So Joey Bear from the View. I think all those people are pretty much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have made our jack wagon at one point. I don't even know who's on it now. Don't they change their, their roster so ever so often because one of them stick their foot in their mouth a little too far?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I don't either. So You see, is that a test? He's trying to test us, man. He's I trying know. to see if we're like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna find
1: out whether you were a diehard view fan or not. I couldn't even tell you who's on it. <laughs> I know Whoopie Whoopi Goldberg well, is okay, or was. There's one that I was thinking of but for some reason now another one, maybe I'm wrong. Was it Rosie? Rosie. Oh, Ro- Yeah, Rosie she? used to be on it. I
2: think she's off now. Was she? Okay.
0: Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. Yeah, O'Donnell. I thought
2: she was off on at one point. She didn't get along with some of the other people on there. Well, because she was a Trump supporter.
0: And that's what got her in uh hot water at what was it? Uh well, I don't she know.
2: She was a Trump hater.
0: No, Ro- Rosie O'Donnell? Oh wait, yeah, wait, I'm thinking of uh used to hate each other. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell I'm thinking of uh Roseanne Barr. I'm sorry, Roseanne ah. Barr
2: yeah no yeah, no, yeah, no.
0: Yeah. my bad yeah that was a huge <laughs> different yeah 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 mm, yeah
1: edit <laughs> so anyway um there's one of our jack wagons uh, case you got a jack wagon i'm trying to think of her name right now and, and it goes back to those talk shows um she used to be a uh, on uh, it was one of the news channels during the morning um local news uh yeah and i forgot what it was well no 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 it was like a like what, a good morning America or something, something like that. Uh, she's blonde headed. I can't think of her name. That's about half of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> but she but she's a single talk show host, and she's got a real big show, and apparently a huge following. So I don't know. Okay, I can't think of her
0: name. Well, what's the context in well, which you want to throw her on? Well, the I mean, thing?
1: she's she's on that bandwagon too about mental health and firearms, and people don't need them, and we're crazy, and those kind of things. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's people like that who have the following of these. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's well, like. They're just, they're zombies. They're like cattle. They're just following yeah. this. So, you so know. you think about who that is and then we'll come back to you. Yeah. I'm, so we're going like,
0: to go to the, uh, the talking lead, lead head jack wagon submissions. So we get another one from Jerry B. Uh, Jerry B's uh, good about sending us jack wagons. So he said, I can't remember if this has been mentioned or not. This is from March 30th, 2018. I nominate former U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens. Uh, Let's see. This week, March 30th, 2018, former Justice of the Supreme Court John Paul Stevens, a conservative, wrote in an op-ed that Americans should demand the repeal of the Second Amendment. That's in quotes. He continued, a constitutional amendment to get rid of the Second Amendment would be simple and would do more to weaken the NRA's ability to stymie legislative debate and block constructive gun control legislation than any other available option. So, uh, I mean, he speaks the truth. I mean, if you stymie the NRA, which the NRA is one of our biggest voices that we have, and that's why we have the NRA. The NRA just isn't NRA. They don't just exist in and of themselves. They are backed by millions of Americans and for the most part, you know they get it right, and they represent what their membership is about. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the, we need the NRA. We need we need organizations like the NRA uh, to exist to be able to um, relay our voices in mass and in force and with strength uh, to these to the legislators. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good uh, John Paul Stevens. It's a good jack wagon there, Jerry. So, we're also going to go, we got another uh, listener submitted jack wagon here. So, this one comes from uh, Leadhead Jason F. And Jason's another good one about sending us jack wagons. So, this is one I've not heard about. It says, SNL's Pete Davidson hasn't apologized for mocking a GOP candidate who lost an eye in war. Uh, But, I mean, that's kind of what Saturday Night Live's about. I mean, they're spoofing everybody. Let's see. It says, Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live is facing mounting pressure to apologize for a widely condemned bit in which he mocked a wounded veteran and GOP congressional candidate for wearing an eye patch. Following Davidson's remarks about Dan Crenshaw who on Tuesday won his election to represent Texas' 2nd Congressional District. The comedian, his show, and SNL's executive producer were hammered by politicians, talk show hosts, veterans, and others. This is absolutely appalling, tweeted Senator Tammy Duckworth. She's a Democrat in Illinois who lost her legs in Iraq. No one should ever mock a veteran for the wounds they received while defending our great nation regardless of political party or what you think of their politics. Pete Davidson owes Dan Crenshaw an apology. Uh, I mean, if I were Dan Dan Crenshaw, I wouldn't give a two cents what Pete Davidson thought about me, and his apology would mean crap. Uh, Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spencer said that SNL's executive producer Lorne Michaels should be fired. You know that's not going to happen. (laughs)
2: No way. Uh, But
0: Crenshaw, who lost his right eye in 2012 after a bomb exploded during a mission in Afghanistan, his third military deployment said he won't ask for an apology from Davidson or SNL. There you go. My thoughts exactly. I mean, these people are inconsequential to him. They probably should apologize, but that doesn't mean I'm going to demand an apology, he said Monday on Fox & Friends, adding... They certainly crossed the line, but their apology won't mean anything to me. When asked about the matter on Sunday and again on Monday, NBC representatives said the network would not be commenting. Davidson has not yet responded to the criticism. Let's see if he gives in a little more about uh, Crenshaw. Says, Despite being told he would probably never see again, Crenshaw, a Navy SEAL, regained sight in his left eye and went on two more deployments. It's actually a miracle I can see and... Uh, see it all and can continue serving the American people. Davidson seemed to be aware of Crenshaw's background during Saturday's weekend update segment in which he gave his first impressions of various candidates running in the election cycle. So, you know, again, who gives a flip about Saturday Night Live? I mean, it is a, and it always has been this way. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a comedy show. It's for comedy. It's to get, you know, laughs and Uh, shock and awe of the things that they do or reactions from people Uh, I I like Saturday Night Live I'm not familiar with this this Davidson guy but I understand he just recently got or he got engaged with some pop singer or something and then she dumped him like a few days a few days later Uh, Hmm. Ariana
2: Grande man yeah, so
0: so you know okay you know the situation
2: Man, I got I got a, this is my excuse I got an 11 year old and a 13 year old daughter I I know all kinds of stuff I got I know songs I shouldn't some of them i like <laughs> <laughs> daughter I just go yeah my kids listen to this maybe
0: we should get your daughters on here to give us uh you know background on this guy
2: <laughs> No you know Pete uh actually he's a pretty funny comedian I, I think he made a jo- a very bad joke um he probably didn't do much research either yeah. on the joke. Um uh, Pete lost his father in 9/11. Uh really? his father, yeah, his father was one of the firemen, a fireman that went up into the building. Um he's had a tough life. Uh you know, it's it's funny we're talking about Pete on a show where you're featuring as a guest who's now like knee deep in the mental health aspect. And uh-huh. Pete has problems. I doesn't make any excuse for what he did, and I'm not trying to make any excuse for what he did. But somebody like that should actually be a little bit more conscious of who they're talking about. Yeah, especially since his father was a hero who served this country as a fireman. That's a great point.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've said it, I don't know if it's an actor, if I mean he's actually that way, but he just he seems hmm. kind of in la la land sometimes. Boy-ish. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be. Hey part man, of if act. you
2: if you lost Ariana Grande. You might not be thinking straight either.
0: I, did, I, could, I couldn't <laughs> pick. I, I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, man. I don't know I who couldn't either. I don't even. Dude,
2: uh, there's a great video online of Bill Clinton watching her perform at Aretha Franklin's uh, funeral, and Bill looks like he looks like he's looking at basic. Oh, I apologize here. He looks like he is looking at a pizza and he hasn't seen food forever. <laughs> it is the greatest thing on the planet. He
1: looked at most women that way. But <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so, I figured out who my Jack Wagon was. Okay. It, it was Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Okay. I, I, I don't know if any of you all are familiar with her at all. I'm going to Oh
2: yeah. Megan Kelly? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she if you if if you've ever caught any of her shows, is she that, the
0: one that accused what's his name of uh, harassing her. What's his name? Are you talking about a oh, uh, uh, Sean Hannity that? or something like that? I don't know. I'm not going to get in. Like, I don't know who that, these people are. So. Megan Kelly. Yeah, that's her right there. Right? You got to spin around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Megan well, Marie well, Kelly. She's
2: like I have Santa Claus. I even never heard of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know who Santa Claus who she is.
2: is?
1: <laughs> she, uh, boy, I'm gonna tell you what. I know. I know who the Great Pumpkin is. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> She straight up will throw it right under the frigging train and not even slow it up. I mean, she's—is she a liberal? I thought she was a conservative. Is she liberal, uh, dude? She was an anchor on Fox News. Yeah, she. Yeah, but she's wishy-washy because I've caught an episode or two before where she's talked about mental health and she throws it right under the bus. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know her, so I don't.
0: I can't comment. On right. That. I mean, but so let's um, let's see if we got any more jack wagons from our our listeners here. I got this one. It says, the rest of the story from the jack wagon a while back. 70-year-old veteran was unregistered with an unregistered M-14. Uh, It says, Plano, Texas. A 70-year-old Plano. And this is from uh, Eric Eric M. Plano, Texas. 70-year-old Plano, Texas man has been sentenced to federal prison for firearms violation in the Eastern District of Texas. Uh, Alfred Pick pleaded guilty March 22nd, 2018 to a charge. I'm sorry, May 22nd. Possession of firearm while an unlawful user of a controlled substance was sentenced pursuance to an agreement by all parties eighty to 87 months in federal prison. According to the information presented to the court, Plano police were called to an area hospital on October 2nd regarding a belligerent individual officers uh, encountered Pick who was upset about the treatment of a relative in the hospital and had told medical staff and others that he intended to return to the hospital with a firearm and would shoot the hospital staff, in their kneecaps and elbows (laughs) first and let them bleed. Pick was taken into custody and delivered to mental health authorities for an evaluation. So this kind of falls into our topic today. As a result of the incident at the hospital, agents of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, ATF, opened an investigation that eventually received information that Pick possessed weapons and narcotics at his home. Agents obtained a search warrant and found over two grams of cocaine. Is that a lot? Or is that recreational?
2: I mean, it's recreational. He's not moving weight. Okay. Kilos is the one. Kilos? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And also, too, disclaimer everything I talk about from Ariana Grande to whatever, I I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And let's see. And over 10 grams of marijuana. In his residence, agents also discovered 14 firearms at Pick's residence, including a fully automatic machine gun with an obliterated serial number that witnesses later told investigators that Pick had admitted he stole while he served in the military. The sentencing court also received information that Pick had repeatedly been cited for criminal trespasses at various area hospitals for aggressive behavior involving both verbal, physical abuse of medical staff and uh, impeding the staff. The court also heard that the police had been called two prior occasions, two hundred fourteen restaurant parking lot. So this guy's got a history, uh, obviously. It says finally, the sentencing court received evidence that Pick threatened the federal magistrate judge who detained him, indicating he would fly his plane with explosives to kill the judge and ATF agents who investigated his case. Pick also stated that he would have taught the Las Vegas shooter a thing or two, referring to October 1st, uh, the mass murder there. Obviously, there was a lot more to the sentence uh, that was received, a sentence that Mr. Pick and his lawyers agreed to, than a single gun was missing a serial number. Although Mr. Pick was a decorated veteran, he would use that status routinely to try to excuse his repeated criminal behavior. This was also not a mental health issue. It became a public safety issue. The people concerned for Mr. Pick's safety when he honorably served our nation were the same people most concerned for his and the public safety throughout our investigation, stated ATF agents. I applaud those that recognized and reported Mr. Pick's abuse of controlled substances, amplified threats and intensified display of physical and psychological aggression, as well as the decisive action of the atf agents there you go don't know that we're really throwing this guy on the jack wagon train this is just a follow-up i think on a story that we had done a few episodes back so thank you eric uh for sending that in and it's timely because that kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about today so appreciate you sending that in um guys unless you got any more jack wagon trains um we're gonna let the gunny take it out of here i'm good Okay. All right. So uh, that does it for Jack Wagon Train. Now let's talk about Walk the Talk America with Mike Sodini. Yay. <laughs> so, man, you've been on like a, a whirlwind tour with this ever since you started. I remember when you uh, first contacted me and was you know telling me about the idea that you had about it. And I was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, that's exactly what we need. And, uh, you know, I've heard other people talk about similar things, but Unlike them, you actually took action, and you did something about it. So, kudos to you, brother.
2: No, I appreciate that, man. It's been uh, it's been awesome. It, it really has. I mean, it's a it's a second job. I'm not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah from but, from what I hear, yeah, I mean, it's a full time yeah. job, yeah.
2: But um, it's you know just to see the change that's made in some people's lives, and just the initiatives that we're putting forth. Um, watching how those are working, and and kind of, you know, the other cool thing is is now that I'm out there doing all this stuff and all this media, the people that contact me or the people that I talk to, uh, it's 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 awesome because I would have never ever been able to meet some of these people. I call them ninja angels, you know, like that are out there just doing real work, uh, boots on the ground type. Uh, yeah. So let's you know, let's uh, do
0: this. Let's rewind a little bit. Talk about, you know. How'd you come up with the idea to start this this organization? You know what what uh, what led you to it, and how'd you go about getting it off the ground so successful that you? I mean, you've really done a really good job because you just started this. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like yesterday, but uh, it's been a couple of months at least in the works.
2: <laughs> yeah, Uh, it's been. Uh, I think I started this in june june 15th was the actual day that it started and it all started from a a chance meeting with a stranger at a dinner with rafael davale uh my national sales manager at eagle oh
0: yeah raf we all know raf
2: yeah he's he's been on the show a lot right um Mm -hmm. he's a richard (laughs) he is he he's a fellow richard yeah (laughs) fellow richard (laughs) he's top Um, richard Top Richard, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes salty Richard.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, among um, other things.
2: <laughs> but uh, so we were at we were at a dinner and and we were waiting for our table and it was a very crowded restaurant and Roth had started making small talk with this lady, a uh, lovely lady. Uh, she had a few kids. Uh, we ended up just inviting her to the table because she was there by herself. So we said, Hey, come, come eat with us. You know, we were all just waiting for a table and, uh, she sat down and, um, was talking about her kids. She had one of special needs. Uh, we ended up talking about guns and she didn't have an opinion on guns either way. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was just curious about how the industry is affected when there's the shootings or that type of thing. And, um, you know, how does it work? And we end up going, well, you know, people blame the gun. We blame mental health. And, you know, it's a crazy person with a gun. And, and, and everybody's just, pointing fingers. Yeah, it's a big right. thing. Yeah, one of the awesome things is like she just, you know, simple concept, but she kind of looked over at us and she was like, what do you do to work with the mental health industry? Because if you've identified the problem, you guys probably work hand in hand, I assume. And I was like, you know, we're like 10 vodka sodas deep. And (laughs) and like, nothing, nothing. And he's like, nothing. And of course, Roth, you know, Roth and Roth voice is like, yeah, man, you really should be giving a dollar a gun or something. And we get everybody to do, you know, so it's like the grassroots kind of concept, tongue in cheek. But I became obsessed with it, man. I became obsessed with it so much at the table that the girl, the girl was like, you're going to do this. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I could see it in your face. Now my biggest regret is that I didn't get her contact information because.
0: Oh, wow. So you didn't, you don't even know, you can't get and say, Hey, you were my inspiration.
2: No, no. And oh, I mean, I, man. Love, I would love for one day for her to come forward and just be like, you're the guy, you know, I, I've, I've seen it, but, um, it, it, I went home and I was obsessed with the idea, obsessed with the idea so much that I think I ruined the, uh, the rest of the vacation. Cause we were, we were coming off <laughs> a business trip and all I wanted to talk about was this type of stuff. And I had no idea about nonprofits. I mean, I'm, I'm a punk kid from Jersey, man. I don't know things like that, you know? So, um, I got home and did a bunch of research. I ended up finding a position paper, position paper 72 by mental health America, which is the longest oldest running mental health organization on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they in are this they position, a non
0: profit or who are they backed by? Oh,
2: yeah, they are a non profit. Yes, okay, they, they're massive. I mean, they're well, we'll, they're we'll talk
0: about them in a minute. Go ahead with your story. I just oh, yeah, I, yeah, sure, yeah. sure,
2: sure. Yeah, um, so I didn't mean up, to cut you off there. No, it's okay. I there was a lot of things in the position paper that I loved, and one of them was that they do not take a stance on firearms. Now I'm really freaking out because I love that that situation, right? I'm thinking. If I found a mental health organization that doesn't take a stance on firearms, that's awesome, right? Because I, I just didn't think they existed. I thought I was, I, I thought I had an uphill battle there. Um, so they also, the reason why they don't is because they don't believe in stigmas um, and they hate the stigma that people put on others that battle with mental illness, and I never really thought about it, but I was like, "Oh, that's right." Every time I say it's a lunatic with a gun or crazy with a gun, I'm actually hurting uh, society, oh,
1: right? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, because people then don't want to go get help because they they're afraid to step forward because they're like, "Well, if he called me crazy, and this person is going to think I'm crazy, it's like having a scarlet letter on your chest."
1: Yeah, somebody else is going to call me crazy, so I don't want to. Why do I want to go get help?
2: Yeah, I don't want to say anything because I don't feel like I'm I'm crazy. I feel like I'm going through crisis, or there's certain things, or maybe I have anxiety, or and they don't. And nobody wants to lose their rights, right? Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to lose uh, many cases, especially in the military. You would know this, like clearance,
1: right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was the organization and you ch- I mean, you're, you're a military guy, right? So y- mm-hmm. y- you chime in any Cause it, I mean, this has got to speak to you cause you've probably had so many. Pain. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and, and that's a big topic too. You know, when soldiers are coming back with PTSD and, and all that kind of thing, you know, people are, people kind of look at soldiers like with that disorder, you don't need a firearm. Well, right. I disagree. My The way I look at it is, you know, and, and I, most of us all suffer from PTSD. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. You know, I suffered from P- PTSD a little bit from my first deployment, and uh, that's why I'm married to my wife, because she stuck with me through the worst time of my life. Right. But, um, you know, like in 3Gun, I believe wholeheartedly putting a soldier back into the situations and what they're familiar with, like such as, you know, every soldier knows how to shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. We all know how to. But putting us in that realm of competition, whether it be pistol, three-gun, two-gun, it puts their mind back at ease. So I, I, I look at it that way as if, you know, mental health can be helped. You know, I don't, I don't look at it as a disease or anything else either.
2: So, right. Well, there's... there's it- And, you know, there's 200 different categories of mental health. One of them, one of them is arachnophobia, believe it or not. (laughs) Wow. Are you (laughs) serious? (laughs) Yeah, and this is why we got to be careful not to start lumping people into large groups. So are all phobias?
0: you would think if arachnophobia, then all phobias would be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's, you know, for any of those who are listening now and want to take a break and Google it, it's, it's kind of fascinating, but it just goes to show you how dangerous it is when say a joy Bayhard says something like crazy or whatever or mental health. It's that, you know, because, um, it, it could be something that's chronic or it could be something that's temporary. I mean, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I look at back at my divorce, um, my first divorce. And, and and for those that know me, I speak very freely about all the things that I've gone through in my life. Um, you know, there were times when I would go to dark places. I own a gun company, you know, yeah. but my in my head, you know, I could I started to sympathize with people that kind of lost it. Because when you have your your two beautiful daughters and you're used to seeing them whenever you want. You know seven days a week uh and then all of a sudden you're in this war with somebody that you trusted and loved and everything like that and you don't know that person anymore and they're they're trying to paint you as a bad guy and all of a sudden you have a judge saying you only get two days um that that can cause ptsd that's something that that that, that cuts you know sure um, i'm not comparing it by any means to combat uh just to make that clear but you know well ptsd
0: is not just combat
1: related not just combat related
2: yeah
0: absolutely absolutely. and i think that's what a lot of people mistake is they think that that's solely combat related it's it's not
2: no it's not and there's and actually i had this discussion today because i was over at gun vault um they're working on uh, uh an initiative with me uh for ranges to create safe space for people that are uh battling an episode of of mental illness but um we were talking about uh less privileged underserved communities Mm -hmm. and some of these kids coming out of places like Chicago and Oakland, um, you know, name it, wherever you want to go Detroit with it, they're, they're, they're coming out with PTSD and they've had it all their lives because it's been kind of a war zone for them and, Mm -hmm. and going to school and walking through the yellow tape or by the chalk lines, uh, that wears on you. Yeah. it's, It's not easy. Um, but you know, back to, you know, just to bring it back to the the MHA, I, I was lucky enough to find an organization, and and that's another reason why I put Joy Bayhard on that jack wagon train because <laughs> they 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 don't they hate that they hate it and they actually do not want you to lose your gun rights and you know Lefty me and you uh, you know we talk off air we talk on a regular basis we're friends um, I showed you what they put in writing yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: It, I mean they are they are for our Second Amendment rights. You know, they're right. all they're all for people having their firearms.
2: Yep. They they believe that it's a civil rights issue and you take away something from somebody that is, I like to say battling with mental illness because it's something that, you know, if you have support and you you don't feel like you're out on an island and you can fight it out in the open with your friends uh, and your loved ones. And like you said with your wife, you know, your wife knows you better than anyone. Right. So that's why you love her. Cause you stayed with her when you were, were battling, when you came back from, you know, serving. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, she, she's the one that helped me. <laughs> Truthfully, yeah. I mean, you know, she's the one that kept me calm. That's, that's, so part I'm, can I
0: read what you sent me about the, the MHA, uh, MHA and their stance?
2: Yeah. thousand percent. Go ahead. Okay.
0: So, that. yeah. So MHA vigorously opposes efforts in the name of public safety to deny people rights or privileges or otherwise discriminate against people based on a mental health condition. Such efforts should be rejected as dangerously stigmatizing, making effective treatment more difficult, and as a violation of civil liberties and human rights of people with mental health conditions.
2: Yeah, and there's, there's a lot more to that document. You're reading just uh, the piece that is basically singing to people right now. Right. Uh, but so they, it's a,
0: it's, it starts off, as Gun violence and mental illness are frequently linked in the media, yet often for wrong reasons. Despite conventional wisdom, those with mental health conditions are very rarely violent. In fact, many who have mental illness are more often victims of violence. Where guns and mental health do intersect, is with suicide. At least mm-hmm. two-thirds of gun deaths are suicides. Additionally, those uh, who attempt suicide by using a firearm are much more apt to die than those who use other weapons. To reduce suicides with firearms, MHA uh, joins with Walk the Talk America yes, in sir. recognizing the value of providing education around identifying persons who sole so intent in purchasing a weapon is to die by suicide.
2: Yeah, it it. Um, well, we know this, right? We're gun guys, and everybody's listening and is most likely a gun person, right? Second Amendment supporter. Gun guys uh, and gals, yeah. Gun guys and gals, absolutely. Uh, it, but the thing is, is that we got to understand that the the five percent that actually will harm others. Um, that's a very small number, right? It's a very tiny number, but they they when they do it, it's a it's a big boom, right? It it causes a lot of trauma and everything like that. It took me a little while to understand. I knew suicide was bad. It's over 60% of the gun deaths. Um, but but what we're really talking about is just trauma mitigation all around, mm-hmm. right? Um, because You know, it's funny when I was sitting there with uh, Rob Pincus and uh, Debbie Plotnick, who's the vice president of the MHA, and we were all in a meeting. We're in a two day meeting in in Denver trying to figure this out, how we could work together. Uh, It was interesting because those two were really going after the suicides and the range programs and creating the safe space for people to go and drop off their guns if they're going through an episode. Um, and I'm sitting here like, let's go outreach, right? I was a big outreach person. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. get upstream to stop and prevent the unpredictable. Uh my thing is is I wanted to get to kids like in sixth grade, fifth grade, and and start and early, yeah. Start early. But then I realized, um, because some of these some of these people that, that let's say you just you you hit that situation critical, that stage four in your mind, and then you go do something silly. Um that's going to create like, let's take the guy for, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, right? He goes in, he shoots up this synagogue and you have 11 dead uh, people. And those are 11 people that have family members. They have grandkids, they have sons, they have daughters, they have all this stuff. They have sisters. We don't know what that just created because if, if people don't get the proper treatment or understand that they could talk about it, that might lead to the grand the grandkid having a cocaine problem who becomes a domestic abuser later on in life. You see this, this is what I'm yeah. saying we got to mitigate trauma all around, right? It's not looking for this needle in the haystack to let's find the next shooter. It's it's talking about let's make mental health just come to the forefront so we can talk about it and and actually treat everybody that that potentially could be uh in a long battle with it. Yeah. I, it's it's a little complicated, uh, especially when you just you try to make it easy, right? Like suicide. Well, or I think ma- that's
0: why you know I think that's why we've not had a come together, you know, up until now because it is such a difficult uh, subject, it's a difficult uh, um, you know topic to talk about, and I think that's why nobody's actually reached out to the other side, you know, one side's not reached out to the other side and said, Hey, we need to come together and try to figure this out. And, you know, what, what can we do to, to eliminate, you know, end this? And, uh, I mean, that's a great point. Um, they, these guys have been around since 1909 and this is the first time. I mean, you're telling me this is the first time that, that (laughs)
2: this bridge has been gapped, Mike. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's, uh, Oh my gosh. You are a pioneer, brother. No, thank you. It's funny, and, and by no means do I care about that. I, I care about just getting this thing done, um, but it is, uh, you know. But that's what day- it takes.
0: I mean, it takes people like you with initiative, you know, to to do it. It's like, enough's enough. You know, why has this not been done? And I know that was, you know, racking your brain, you know, that's that light bulb came on when you're sitting there having that conversation at dinner with that lady, uh, you know, and it's just it's hard to wrap your, your head around that that this has never been you know, there's never been a come together
2: on this until now. No, there hasn't. And that but here's what the cool thing is, is like um because of this, because we I've worked towards this and you know, part of the story is that I ended up sending this hell Mary Jerry Maguire memo <laughs> slash email that Rob was like, don't send that yet. We're not ready. Cause Rob was, was with me from day one on this project too. Like I, he was one of the first people I called you, yourself, yeah. uh, you know, Colin Noir, a couple other people. Um, but I sent it and it was just like, all right, let me see where it lands. Worst case scenario, I'll double back and resend an email later when I'm a little bit more established. And they got back to me the same day. This is kind of a cool story. The same day that I got uh, the acceptance letter from the government uh, that it was allowing me to call myself a 501c3 was the same day that the MHA responded to my email. And the email was like, Look, we've been passing around your email around the office, which is exactly what I was going for, right? Sure, yeah. And they're like, if "You want it can to go you, viral?" Yeah, can you go? Can you get out to LA right now and come out to one of our conferences? Um, it's in a couple days, and and I was like, "Absolutely!" I called and I got my CFO uh, Maria Maria Kurnasovic, who's actually a board member of WTTA as well. Um, I said, "Get on a plane now. We're going to LA," and we walked into this conference and we we wore it like a badge we're like we're the gun guys yeah we're the gun people here we are and they were like we didn't think you'd show up <laughs> and uh, you know and we, we were like nope we're here we sat through the whole thing we talked to everybody and but the the main thing and this goes back to your point um this is going to be a learning experience for both sides okay um it, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be a lot of things that are said there's going to be a lot of understanding that has to happen You know, I went out to that conference and everything was great and they were excited to see me. And I can honestly say that, that some people there were definitely anti-gun, but they were excited that I was coming to the table and actually trying to discuss things and play with ideas in a graceful manner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had to sit there and I had to listen to some people that didn't know the difference. You know, I had one lady, this is, this is a funny story. This lady comes up to me and she's like, you know, I think you guys would be all right if you just, if you just give up on the defending the AR thing. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now see, and this is what I'm saying. This sure. is where you got, you gotta just you say, take it. it. Yeah. You got to listen. You got to listen. It's an opportunity. This is a teachable moment. But, but I, I, it is funny because Maria is standing there. And for those of the, you who know Maria, um, she is, she's reserved and she's quiet and everything like that. And I end up in this argument with this woman and, and, and it was nobody was yelling at each other, but she, she didn't understand the difference. She was, she thought obviously the AR was an automatic weapon. And, and
1: well, I kept and, uh, saying,
2: Yeah. But it's not. And she would go, Yes, it is. And I go, But it's not. And she'd go, Yes, it is. But not. And it was like two children. <laughs> I, like, my dad could beat up your dad. My dad could beat up your dad.
0: <laughs> right. But that's, that's, the, you know, that's the thing is it, we get so frustrated when we listen to these news reports and we listen to, uh, you know, anti gunners and. You know, a lot of times it's it's the, the terminology that they're using. We just, you know, it just like nails on a chalkboard to us. And this, because they don't understand, they're not educated. Right. You know, but and a lot of them don't want to be either, you know, and that, that's an obstacle that we have to overcome. But that's what you're doing here. I mean, you're, you're, you're bridging that, that gap. And like you said, you have the opportunity at that point. It's an opportunity to teach, to teaching right. moment. So you, you understand that she doesn't under she doesn't you know, she's ignorant to the fact of what she's talking about, you know. Ignorant being uneducated, not knowing, um, it's not a derogatory term, you know. When I use that, um, but we we have to take that and the same thing. There's things that we say also that we're just as ignorant about, you know, from their point of view. So bringing the two together and educating one another on, you know, this is what this means and this is what this means whether whether we sway them or not at least we both have a better understanding of the other side
2: well and and you have to and that's the whole thing it's like that's one of my initiatives here cuz they taught me i mean me that reading that position paper i'm not going to lie i i i did that constantly i always said it's a crazy with a gun or it's a lunatic with a gun yeah i didn't you know if i didn't read that and just kind of like grapple with that in my mind i wouldn't have
0: well that's the first thing that i would always say when when i hear about a mass shooting i was like well it's another you know mentally ill crazy person you know that's the first thing that i would you know say i, said, right. I bet you i bet you 20 bucks you know they're going to find some sort of mental history with this person but you know there's over 44 million americans who have you know a mental health condition <laughs> so mm-hmm. So I'm just playing the odds there, you know.
2: <laughs> right. Absolutely. And that's it, it it's one of those things where we're going to teach each other. Uh I got another example for you which is always fun for people to like if they're listening is you know, Debbie Flotnick, God bless her heart, great woman, and she sees it, right? And I owe a lot to her because she's one of the people that has taken the initiative to kind of um you know, like work with me on this and Yeah. You know, we've we've had some battles, right? But but she She looks at me one day and she says, you know, Mike, what we're about to do is going to change the country. Like we could literally one day we could literally one day get a lock in every single gun that's sold. And I look at her. And I, I had to process what she was saying, <laughs> yeah, and and but this is the thing, right? She doesn't know. How does she know? She's not a gun person, and if she doesn't go do research and realize that that's that's a federal thing that right. you have to have a lock in every gun that you sell, you know, every gun box that comes out from a manufacturer. But you know, when I said that, I saw her process it, and one of the cool things about her doing that was. You know, now she's starting to see a different picture of us. Like, hey, they're not just this irresponsible. We don't care about safety industry. Mm-hmm. It's quite I mean? the
0: opposite. You know, it's really yeah. quite the opposite. We're yeah. very, we're, I mean, as a, as the industry as a
2: whole, you know, we're very safety conscious. Absolutely, a thousand percent. But see, we got to understand. That it's our job to teach them yeah. in, in, in yeah. a respectful manner and, and play with the idea gracefully and, that they may think because of the media that we are irresponsible or we are cheering when uh, a school gets shot up. You know, I, I've seen people act like, the, you know, you've seen these kids from Parkland and, and you know, God bless them, they're a little bit misguided. but. Um, yeah, I think they mean well because they they suffered a lot of trauma. But you know, when they say "blood on hands" because you guys all you care about is lying in your pockets, that's bullshit. I no, that's stuff seen. that
0: they're hearing from their parents. You know, right? They they've been they've been that's been ingrained in them. And you know, that's it's it's the adults using the the kids for their political agendas. You know. And I'm not saying the kids aren't smart enough to think on their own, but I mean, the, they're influenced by their parents. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely.
2: But it's this. This is an opportunity for both sides to come together. I'm going to have the, and you know, the NSSF was was awesome. They donated a booth to me uh, at Shot Show, um, which is going to be a Walk to Talk America booth, and it's going to yeah. be manned. Yeah, I'm going to be manned by the. So how are you going to
0: do two booths, man? <laughs>
2: me? How are you going to uh, manage two booths? You ever seen that movie, Multiplicity? (laughs) You're going to clone yourself? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, No, I'm going to split time there. But the cool thing about this is I got uh, the MHA are going to help man it. Um, uh, Everybody that's a board member of Walk the Talk will rotate through there at one point. Um, I even got a commitment from Randy Couture the other day. He wants to donate a couple hours. Nice. Nice. And then uh, Richard Egan, who's with the Nevada Coalition for Suicide Prevention, um, you know, we could talk about this guy. I would love to talk about this guy. He's a hero. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm
0: I'm kicking myself in the ass because when I was talking to you about coming on and doing this show, um, and I just thought about it today. I was like, we should get somebody from MHA on also. Yeah. So next next opportunity, we're going to do that. we we'll, we'll get them on. But yeah, go ahead. Talk about No, that. I was
2: going to say Richard would be a great person to get on. He's from uh, Nevada Coalition for Suicide Prevention, but you want to hear how cool this guy is. He is actually ex-military. He's a gun guy. Um, mm-hmm. He admits it. He's like, look, I got coworkers that are anti-gun. We all get together because one thing we can agree on is we don't like people killing themselves, sure. period. Mm-hmm. Right, and they, So they get it um but the cool thing about this guy is he just literally is sitting in this office and I, I, one day i go in there to walk in and that's my thing i like to walk into like all these facilities <laughs> and introduce myself because i'm trying to find boots on the ground man i gotta find the i gotta i gotta find i gotta make sure our money let me say this correctly i gotta make sure our money goes exactly to where i want it which that is the most important thing for me i don't want our money to go to something that's a waste of time or lining somebody's pockets. I wanted to go to the guys who are out there with boots on the ground that are like in the thick of it. Right? And Rich, when I walked into his office, it was literally like the movie Back to the Future and I was Marty and he was Doc and he was just like, Mike, oh my God. You're here. Cool. I, I was reading on your website. Good work, man. Hey, dude, you want to help me uh, load some safes in the back of this truck? We're taking them to Mesquite, passing them out to people who have uh, uh, children that suffer from depression and, and so they could lock up their medication. Nice. Like, this is a guy who's like doing stuff like that, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's overwhelmed. And, you know, I tell you, I said, Rich, how many people you got working here? It's suicide prevention for the whole state, right? I would expect a number like 30, mm-hmm. four. It's only four people in the they whole state four, of Nevada. Four people in the whole state. Holy cow. Right. Last week we lost and, and Rich has got me talking like this, but I, I never talked like this in my life, but we, we lost a 13 year old girl. She, she, uh, committed suicide. And I had, I'd called Rich in the morning to talk about something else. I hadn't even watched the news and the, he answered the phone and he goes, Hey, Mike, did you hear? And I said, what? And he said, we, we lost someone. And I said, "What what happened?" And he said, "We lost a thirteen year old girl this morning. She she uh, jumped off the bridge in Nevada, like on the overpass. Mm, yeah. But just the fact that the, this man was talking about it like it was one of his like it was one of his uh, people in his platoon or something, you know, right. like that that it it hit him so hard because he doesn't want one in yeah. the state of Nevada, but he's four one of four people like that's ridiculous. <laughs> so like one of my initiatives that I planned because I." I I want to raise so much money with this thing from within our industry that that these states can hire actual people
0: yeah mm-hmm. and they you get, can get a battalion a, out there yeah
2: yeah I mean it's it's uh it's ridiculous but that's one of the rewarding things about this job is I get to show up to these places and find out these uh, find out what's going on on the street level right and the people that are out there and they're in the weeds of it um, so are uh, these
0: guys is uh, MHA are they in all 50 states?
2: Uh, You know it's funny the MHA is, is in all fifty states, but they're not in Nevada. Uh, they, they have they have like uh, providers that they can get you to, but uh-huh. for the most part, like the full service MHA. I shouldn't say all fifty states then, right? That, that didn't make any sense. What I'm saying is, they, <laughs> I, I knew they, what you meant. Yeah, we knew they what you can meant. refer you to somebody, but they have offices all over the place. Like if you go to the MHA website, put in you know put in Nashville, see what's up. Like okay. you know you're you're know. online right now, right? Yeah. I'm actually on and
0: their site,
2: it, too. So, Yeah, and actually, here's the interesting thing about the MHA is each, each um, MHA office is different. So they might have different uh, procedures and policies and ways to handle stuff. Um, and that's really what I want to do is I want to find the best ones. You know? Yeah. And, you know, the cool thing about the MHA is they also put in writing that they would never let my money – and when I say mine, I'd say the industry's money, the support, everything, the WTTA money that we're going to give to them to help people go to anything that would jeopardize our Second Amendment rights. You know, so for everybody listening at home, the way I feed my two daughters is is with this industry. Right. I would never do anything to jeopardize.
0: So your wife didn't eat? Right. <laughs> so I mean she is a little thing so. <laughs> <she is. laughs>
2: so no, but it's 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 true man. I mean You know I'm just, you know I'm just kidding. Um
0: but I mean that that's serious. I mean that's that's how you put you know you pay the bills. Is yeah, that's through this right. industry. And that's how you've done it for you know what are you third third or fourth generation?
2: I'm third generation, yeah.
0: Third generation for the I mean, for three generations. You're, that's how your family has
2: survived, you know. Yep, and that's it, so. It's important to me, and it's important to me to get to the right programs and policies and procedures. And I already got four that were kicking off that I think are, man, they're they're something else. Can you we know talk what I mean? Like a, yeah, I'm very proud of them. Let's um, talk about them. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, we're here for, man.
2: Yeah, exactly. We want right? to we
0: want to get the Leadhead Brigade behind you. You know, this is something that uh, I think our Leadhead Brigade definitely can get behind. And I think they're probably going to want to get behind. So. Um, I mean, give them all the meat, give them all the facts, and then we're gonna we're gonna tell them how they can uh, jump in and, and help and support.
2: Okay. Well, one of the one of the, the 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 things that we're gonna launch is is creating this safe space at ranges. Um, we're already working with a range in Denver. It's our first first one that we're gonna work with. Where basically, you if you're suffering or having an episode, or you know, you're in a trauma type, you know,
1: you're having a, a spell. You
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. However you want to word it, I, I try to be very cautious yeah. with the way I say things these days. We'll get the MHA
0: on here for a proper terminology. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'd,
2: love, I'd love to get Debbie on here on that. Um, but if you're going through, if you're in crisis mode and you need a place to to just you and you know it, right? And you know it, and you're just like, look, I don't feel so good, or you know, I I need to store my gun somewhere. Um, it's a place where you can take them and basically check them in until. You feel like you're ready to get them back.
0: Yeah. Um, Self-policing, basically. Um,
2: right. And and believe it or not, people are always like, why would anyone do that? Well, people want to do it all the time. Yeah. Right. People want to do it all the time. So, um, and Rob is really going to run with this. It's Rob's baby for this. You know, it's his project that he kind of came up with the idea and the MHA was like, we love that. Yeah. Um, so it's just creating I, I like to call them safe spaces man i mean that's what we need uh especially as as gun owners and uh especially you know ex-military or sometimes active duty law, stuff,
0: enforcement, sure. yeah, law Absolutely. enforcement yeah law enforcement yeah
2: everybody that's in the in the weeds and the um, sheepdogs
0: are sheepdogs out there yeah
2: yep and they need a place to go so that's that's one of the initiatives that we're kicking off and it's really cool because Um, like I know my, my man in, uh, Colorado, he, he does, and we can't, I don't want to announce it yet because we're still putting the things together, but he, you know, he's going to take care of this for free. There's no checking in and out. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to cover the cost because not everyone can afford to go check their guns in if they want to. Yeah. Right.
0: Now, Uh, from a, from a legality standpoint, um, is, is that legal in, Every state or, I mean, you guys researching that because you and I were talking a little bit off air, you know, about, you know, some of these, um, some of these ideas. And we're like, well, in some states you can't do that. You know, it's illegal to turn your guns over to somebody else. So.
2: Well, and right, and this is a cool segue into the other initiative that I'm working with with Gun Vault, cool. right? Because we're, we do have to do research, and that's why we're going to pick specific places to roll these things out. Yeah. But we plan to at the uh, by the end of next year to have at least a hundred participating ranges. Um, but segue, cut to, right? One of the projects that Mike Baker and I from Gun Vault have been working on, and he's one of my friends that have been here from day one. He, Gun Vault is in Las Vegas. Um, we were sitting around talking about, well, how, what, how can we do something, um, for the people that are in states or the people who just don't, don't want to leave their home and go transport guns and give them to somebody else. And we came up with a, it's a trauma sleep mode, right? Like, and they're they're figuring out what they want to call it. But the way that it works is, um, you know, th- th- it, I think you guys are both going to appreciate this. So, like, let's say your wife knows you better than everyone else, and they're the ones that help you, and, and they know they know when you're going through down times, and they know when you're 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 flying high, right? Right. Um, maybe you give them if if there's two people in the household that have access to the safe where all where all the guns are stored. Um, uh, maybe that person, you give them the ability to just lock it up. Um, you know, I know my husband, he, you know, he goes into these dark modes It only lasts for about four days. He usually comes out of it. He already told me, Hey, look, if you ever see me like this, then feel free to hit that button and let's just shut it down for four days, right. Or two weeks, whatever it is, but it's basically locks the safe from the inside and no one can get to it. Um, and that's what you know cuz everyone knows that traumatic experiences every day that passes is a better day right you absolutely yeah less opportunity to uh, to go do something that right. might be helpful to yourself or others and we had that discussion right we, we we when i told you about the idea we we you were playing devil's advocate and we were looking at all the different issues um what yeah i mean the, you say. you
0: have to i mean you've got you right. got to have somebody that will play devil's advocate you know that's that's looking the. it's trying to play the other side, you know, and address the, the, the objections that you're going to get. So,
2: yeah. So I think we, it's critical
0: in anything you do, but yeah, I mean, you and I were doing that exercise and I mean, we came up with some, you know, solutions too. It's not like I was telling you, I don't just come up with problems unless I, you know, I've got a halfway decent solution.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But it was, I mean, it's a cool concept. I'm excited for them to roll it out. And, and I think what that, Will do for uh, gun vault. Is it'll speak volumes. It'll speak volumes, especially to the people. Um, you know, I hate to, to always use the other side, but the non-gun <laughs> side, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. It's it's hard to to. I, I catch. I I don't, I haven't figured out a way to talk about that yet without saying the other side. But it's okay. Um, well, it is. But, I mean,
0: it, it, yeah, it, is. it is literally. It's an side. opposing an opposing viewpoint. So.
2: Right. So the the thing with. And that's the if thing I, you
0: shouldn't be afraid to you when a word actually has a meaning you shouldn't be afraid to use that for what it you know its actual meaning you, know, you you can't always try to be politically correct i mean when a word means something that use it you know
2: well yeah but i try, i try to look at it like this look the uh, you, like i can give you an example my mother right she's she's grew up liberal she's pretty much a liberal but she's a, she's an active second amendment supporter
1: mm-hmm.
2: right so it's it's a little unfair to lump her into another side just because you know, but I think of the person like if I'm if I'm like, look, I want to protect my family. Um, you know, I, I'm interested in a gun. I wouldn't say I'm a gun guy. I, I'm not out there like I don't want to shoot all the time. I want a gun in the house. So like I think about it. If I'm if I'm somebody from the MHA and I'm like, you know what? Um, I met all those guys at Chacho. I want to get into shooting sports, or maybe I want to protect my family. I'm going to get a gun. If I find out that there is a safe company that literally took the time to think about something like that. Even if I never used that switch, yeah. I like that. Because it means like, once again, we get a chance to show that we care about ourselves. Right? We,
0: we do. And, you know, it, and I'm going to use, it's probably a bad example, but, you know, the, um, the, the the company that was coming out with a gun that uh, wasn't finger proof, but it was like palm, palm reader. Mm-hmm. And you can't shoot it unless it reads, you know, like your fingerprint or your palm, you know. It was kind of a safety measure. I mean, they were... Like a
2: biometric gun, yeah. Like
0: a biometric gun, you know. Um, you're always going to have your naysayers, you know. And people, you know, that was met with so much resistance. You know, people are like, well, what if this and what if that? And what? well, what if that? You know, what if this? It, it, you got to get stuff out there and you got to try it and you got to put it through its trials, you know. But the the concept behind what they're doing, it may not sound right for you with the safes, but there are, there are you know... A dozen thousand other applications to where it would make sense for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I say a dozen thousand. That's not even you know a real number, but (laughs) that'll be hard (laughs) work. That's like a G Gordon Liddy number. Is G Gordon Liddy still alive? Speaking of, Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't don't think things that make you go hmm,
2: but. He, he, I love that you don't know Ariana Grande but then you drop the <laughs> I, it I know it's exactly what glass. I was sitting here
1: thinking and you just nailed it and I'm like alright so. G Gordon Liddy though I mean he's like 200 <laughs> years old I
0: mean that's, that's my age so I'm just showing <laughs> my age that's all it is <laughs>
2: no it, uh, I, it, absolutely you're right and there, there's other you know it was funny I was telling somebody today I'm like listen um, I don't like opera music but I can find it on my radio station I don't Throw my damn radio out of my car. I just don't go to the station. Right. If you don't want to use the button, don't use the button. It's just awesome that it's there. And what I think it really speaks to is the other side that thinks we're irresponsible and we don't take care of our own. And th- yeah. I think that that's pretty cool. And if yeah. I was GunVault, and it's up to them, um, I would I would market it that way. I would say, look, we understand that sometimes uh, things get tough, and you know, we built, uh, you know, this this feature into your safe mm-hmm.
0: there's a thousand different applications
2: for it mm-hmm. yeah you know, we have vacation i went go to Hawaii for 2 weeks right right
0: exactly yeah. i mean as the you and I were talking i was like that's like the perfect scenario right there you could be away from your house nobody's going to be there you know you invoke that that feature boom
2: yeah no i i i absolutely love the idea and it's funny cuz when i went down there and talked to mike about it you know he, he was very conscious of not making the NRA mad, which we all are, right. We don't want to become pariahs in our own industry. Um, but when I told, when I presented this to the MHA and I presented it to, you know, some of the leaders in, um, you know, mental health and violence and firearms research, everybody loved it. They loved it. They were like, that's awesome. You know, and um, like I said, it's, it, I think it's just what people need, right? They need to see that from our side. Um, yeah, well,
0: we- it, it's, you know, that's the thing, too, is we got to police ourselves or otherwise it is going to be mandated upon us. You know, that's that's why they're trying to invoke all these laws on us. So I mean, if we're doing it ourselves, then there's no need to you know, put all these ridiculous laws into place that yeah. we don't need additional laws.
2: Yeah, thousand percent we we need it because we know that these aren't the laws aren't working anyways right so I mean it's just it's silly like uh, let's just get to the the laws
0: rule. laws are for law-abiding citizens and the people you know that break them are aren't law-abiding citizens you know that's the yeah. whole thing you could put all the laws in you want and outlaw everything but there's still going to be people that break it because you can't have light without dark it's Yeah. Just, it's just that's the thing, but if we police ourselves, like you say, we, we voluntarily go and you know, we have these measures in place to where it's optional. Um, you know, it's a feature here. If you want to use it, great. If not, you know, you know, don't at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Kind of do, thing. Do, you
2: re- do you remember what what we were talking what is how I got the idea? Do you do you remember that when we were talking about it? For the safe? Yeah. Um tell tell our
0: listeners how you came up with it. Li- it was Lyme disease. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wow. like, I, okay. Lyme
2: disease. I was like, <laughs> like isn't uh, that what something farmers get? But <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the deer tick. No, it's, I was, um, it was crazy because I was with Debbie Plotnick and her son had, had uh, battles with Lyme disease. And I didn't realize that it attacks your brain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it eventually it, uh, it just wears on you. But I got into an Uber after I had—I had never heard about Lyme disease in that way. I always thought Lyme disease was something that just wiped you out, like you had a fever forever and you were yeah. out of commission, right? And then I get into an Uber and this guy's driving in his Uber and um, he was asking why I was in Denver, and I—I I told him about Walk Talk America and I told him about the the guns and everything that I do. Um, It—he it, was so blown away by the concept. Um, of just walk to talk America, and he like started to talk to me. He's like, I suffer from Lyme disease, and I was like, You get out of here! Wow. Like, what are the odds that I just left m- a meeting where we were talking about Lyme disease? And he actually said, He said, uh, uh almost like in your situation, his wife is his rock, uh-huh. uh, and that he sometimes will lose a day or two, or he'll lose hours and end up somewhere. And right, he's like, I they my family sees it coming and they they know what to do they've they put in procedures and policies for that Mm -hmm. um but it was crazy because i got chills because at one point he actually said to me i know one day i'll probably will kill myself you know that's my is i go into one of those dark places where i blackout. you know yeah
1: that's what i was that's almost what i was gonna call it it's kind of like a blackout but uh i mean was it kind of like i guess it Sounds like it creates Alzheimer's or something like that, maybe. Or I,
2: you know, I, I I would have to do more research and talk to Debbie about it. But it was an interesting thing because it just it sounded like that he gets in that state and bad things happen. And it, he wasn't making it sound like he would ever hurt anyone. It sounds like he would hurt himself, right? Um, because of, it's it's a painful thing to go through, I guess. And uh, I don't know. That's where the idea came from for the switch, though, because. It was kind of like, that's kind of cool that he gives his wife the uh, authority and the A-OK to like put some procedures in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that, right? Yeah, that, like my wife, you know, nobody knows you more than your wife usually. Exactly. I hope that's the way it is, right? Like your partner should know yeah. when. You yeah, know. your
0: wife, your best friend. I mean, your your parents, your brother, your sister, you know, people that you've grown, grown up with all your life. So, I mean, there's different. You know, different options. There are different levels that you could bring into this, but yep. I, I yep. like the idea. I think overall it's a, it's a awesome. Of course, you and I talked about, you know, again, uh, playing devil's advocate, but you know it's all things that could be, could be worked through and improved upon. And then, of course, our, you know, we can't talk about our, our one little Sunday punch thing that we were talking about, but. <coughs>
2: um, right. <laughs> our Shark Tank idea. Yes, our Shark Tank <laughs> idea.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean it's it definitely has its place. Yeah,
1: the safe space. Well, let me,
2: place, let, me let, let, let me jump to one of the. I got two more initiatives that I think are going to be. I think your listeners and everyone's going to really like. Um, what one of the other things that Walk to Talk America is doing right now? We're doing this in two places: uh, the Vegas area, Clark County, and 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 as you know, you guys know, October one, Clark County. We suffer. For, we have a lot of trauma here.
0: Yeah,
2: um, it, there's a lot of people that have been affected, and we are. We are literally last in mental health, so this—it's this not a good combination. It's not a good recipe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sin City, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just there's just so much that can go wrong here, and that, that October one did not do anybody any favors. Um, but we are basically uh, involved in a program with Richard Egan, the guy I was talking about earlier, uh, that you guys can all meet at Chacho if you're there. Um, to, we are sponsoring these kits, these suicide prevention kits for schools that are actually, uh, that help train teachers uh, that look for signs of suicide and mental health issues. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a lot of untrained people, right? There's a lot of untrained cops. Like, this is what we talk about. Training is important. And it really is. Um, it's all and, about
0: education. You know? Right. It's about yeah, exactly.
2: educating someone of
0: the, uh, again, you're ignorant until you know.
2: Yep. And, and that's one of the things we're excited about. We're going to kick off our first uh, in Vegas. We've already kicked it off and we're working with a couple of Jersey school districts to do that there as well. But we, we that's an absolute something where I was like, we want to talk America would love to pay for those like we will pay for those, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I believe that if you train the teachers properly, they can identify these things and. Uh, you know, mitigate some of that trauma. And 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 to me, training teachers to recognize those things is getting upstream to prevent the unpredictable. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love that concept because, you know, it, it just creates a relationship with those kids, too. You know what I mean? And you get it. You make it OK for them to talk about these things and what to look for. And that's yeah. you know, how many times in your life did you want someone to say something to you because you were feeling so bad and they couldn't figure it out? sure like they, yeah. you know, you're just didn't like, see the Please. signs yeah yeah like I, I mean just anything like man i had that when i was younger you know you break up with your girlfriend you're just like you want to be around your friend and you're looking for your friend to, to kind of listen to you like a therapist and all he's mm-hmm. talking about is playing video games and being an idiot yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and you're just like <laughs> well it's the biggest thing
1: scene. the biggest thing today is with kids though i mean look at what they have access to anymore you know, whenever I was going through school, we didn't have cell phones nonstop. We didn't have any of that stuff. Internet, yeah, yeah. didn't have. There was no internet. Like they can't get away up. from the stresses of life. Like it's always <laughs> it's twenty four seven around them anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that thing you're talking about with with the teachers is tremendous in today's time, especially.
2: Yeah, we were. I was just talking to somebody about that. We were talking about bullying, and um, I, I kind of said, I don't. I can't imagine what that's like today to be bullied like that, because when in my day you got bullied, it was from like eight o'clock to two thirty, you know, and then you had you could go home,
0: (laughs) right and get away from it.
2: Yeah. yeah, And you had your safe space. Right. You could go home and kind of hang out and no one could get to you. Now, I think bullying goes for 24 hours. So like the kid goes home and then he's got to worry. Yeah, you can't
0: get you can't escape from it. It's, right. It's on the, so, you know, of course, social I mean, it's media. self-imposed if you get on the social media. It's all a choice. You know, you don't have to get on social media. But again, the peer pressure is there. You know, I didn't right. have to have Air Jordans, but,
2: <laughs> you know, the well, peer pressure mean, was there. Peer pressure is there, but also, too, like, think about it. This Even if I don't get on social media and, and I go to school the next day and one of my friends is like, yeah, you know, this person was on uh, Twitter talking about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, saying some awful things, it's just, it's, it's a different time, man. (laughs) Yeah,
0: But that's like, you know, if if I didn't go to the skating rink and I'm showing my age again, (laughs) you know, if I didn't go to the skating rink Friday night and then Monday as I, hey, dude, was talking crap about you, you know? Yeah. Well, good. I wasn't there, you know, I didn't have to experience it. But nowadays, you know, these kids with the social media, with the, the Instagram and the Facebook and I don't know what's new. There's probably some new ones out too that I don't even know about. Sure there is. Uh, You're right, you know, but they feel like they've got to be there and they've got to be on top of it, and they, you know, it's like crisis control. If I'm not doing this, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fall in that pit. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a completely different different type of stress on kids these days, you know. And it's like you said with the education, because there is such a, a generational gap between teachers and and kids in some instances. You know, when we were in school, you know, you always had those. You know those old teachers that have been around for thirty years, forty years. You know they actually taught your parents. You know they're still teaching. Well, you know they're gonna they're gonna have some gaps in knowing what kids are going through these days. You know, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a great thing you guys are doing that. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I'm really excited about that, and it's just something that I like. I said, you know, I, now, is this my- something
0: schools can can reach out to you guys and and get these kits, or are you select selecting your own schools right now?
2: Uh, right now we're, uh, that's one of the things that I have to talk to the MHA about because, um, we kicked this off and it got presented to us. And it was one of those things I snatched up right away. Like Richard was like, Hey, would you guys be interested in sponsoring these kits? And I was like, absolutely. When I was reading a, like kind of what came with the kit and everything that was involved, uh, you know, to me, like I said, what my job is to literally look at my industry, our industry and be able to say, sure. I'm going to put our money to the best places, to the best policies, procedures and everything else like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. A lot of people want to help and they don't know how to help or they're afraid to help because they're like, I don't want to give my money to somebody that's going to do something stupid with it or something that d- won't make a difference.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's my job to, to give our industry that like, okay, if you don't know what you're doing now, you're, you're a
0: nonprofit.
2: Yep. I'm a nonprofit, so so on one C three.
0: Yeah, so you guys, who are you reaching out? Who's who's getting behind Walk the Talk America? I uh, know you. Well, I know you've kind of been selective on the front end on who you've been, you know, bringing into the mix. Talk about that a little bit.
2: Okay, so everyone needs to understand that uh, I started this, and I'm you. The money that that is, the that got it. Uh, that the launch right was yeah. created by. Eagle imports so I basically said I took Ross's idea we're gonna take a dollar for every gun and I actually backdated it to January 1st okay even though the concept was born in June that night June 15th I go back to January 1st so I'm putting my money where my mouth is uh from the jump right that's what I Mm -hmm. want to I wanted to show everyone that
0: nice yeah um
2: the before I could go out and actually ask people for their money and to sign a check, I knew that I had to find the policies and programs that made sense. I didn't want to be just talking points. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a company uh, called uh, Brand Avalanche. Uh, Travis Horton at Brand Avalanche said, I want to do my part. I'll build you a website and I'll also host your site for free. That's my contribution, right? That was huge. Um, yeah, uh, what web designs expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, and hosting and everything like that's expensive. Um, the, uh, John Renzulli from uh, Renzulli Law Firm. He's the uh, everyone can Google him. He's a he. He's the lawyer for Glock and Mossberg. He threw legal into the mix. He said, "I want to handle you your legal and get the organization started the proper way." Um, that was awesome. Uh, I had somebody do the logo, someone volunteered to do the logo. I was very lucky. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, uh, I kind of get emotional talking about it, but it, it's one of those <laughs> things. No, Squirt mean, tears, the, man.
0: Come on. You can uh, do that. It, it, it We're just, all friends
2: here. Yeah. Just the fact that people would do that, you know, on just having faith in my concept, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's huge. Um, so I was able to, to get a head start. I was lucky. And then like the NSSF throwing me a booth. For nothing, you know yeah, I mean? that's like, huge.
0: Yeah, and then, that, and yeah. the fact that the um, the MHA is going to be at a shot show, right? That's huge. No, that's they've crazy. never they've never done that before.
2: So so then I had companies like Gun Vault that kind of got behind the concept of changing, um, you know, some of the Gun Vault safes to have that feature. I think that to me that's a donation, right? Because it's like, thank you. You're helping me show them that you we care um but one of the things i'm really proud of and you knew this yesterday because we talked briefly but i was excited about this yeah is <laughs> uh, you know for me to get another gun company to jump in and i believe that gun companies will jump in now but it was big oh, because, i know they will yeah it was a big one to get over the hurdle um but arms corps firearms uh oh, wow. okay. is is uh, stepping up and they are going to help and contribute and be a full-fledged partner with Eagle Imports, you know, there's your two gun companies right now that have stepped up. There you go, uh, and and definitely helping. And yeah, it, and and this is new. I
0: mean, you just started it, like we talked about. I mean, just earlier this year, just a few months ago, is when this organization got started. So, um, it, it's gonna it's gonna take off. It's gonna be huge, and you know, bringing, uh, you know, Talking Lead is gonna get involved. Talking Lead is involved. We're on board with you, hundred percent.
2: I appreciate so, that. So,
0: you know, we're going to we're going to talk to all our sponsors and and friends of the show and you know, I guarantee you they're all going to be 100% behind it. So,
2: yeah. I got um, I got lucky, man. I got uh you know, Pincus has stepped up. Um uh, Coleen Noir stepped up. He's going to donate a portion of his shirts uh the the sales of his merchandise. Um you know, it, it, like I said, it's it's been amazing uh the support because I think people wanted this. They just didn't know how to do it, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, it, it it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And just just for everybody at home too, they need to understand this. No one's getting paid. Like no one's getting paid. No, this is we, it's we, a nonprofit. We have, we, have, we have no we have no we have no employees. I mean, you could pay right now. Everybody that's been involved, we 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 all decided and we put in our bylaws. No one's getting paid. There will be no salary employees for a year. One year. Nice. Um, I, I think and people need to understand what that means. Like it means that everybody here is putting their sweat equity and everything into this. Um, you know, one day I hope to have a staff, and I I hope to have an, an actual walk the talk America office and facility. Oh, you're gonna
0: you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have a skyscraper, dude. It's gonna be huge.
2: It's gonna be <laughs> well, huge. One of the things I'd love to do is do it here in Vegas. Since in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, since we're last in mental health, I think that would be kind of fitting.
0: Well, yeah, uh, that, that would make yeah, a statement. But,
2: huge. So all the money right now, uh, and that's the cool thing. Now, when I go ask for money, and people are like, "What's my money going to go to?" I'm going to show them exactly what their money is going to go to, and then I'm going to show them um, that I already paid for it <laughs> out of my <laughs> money. So it's only going to help continue what I started. It's going to
0: build upon that, yeah. Right. It so. was
2: important to me, man. I had to. I had. I had companies approach me that said they wanted to contribute, and I told them to wait, like, because I, I really oh. want to. Pe- I want them when the people actually do it. I want them to be like, yeah, this is awesome." Cuz like I said, I didn't want it to be talking points. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I had enough money and enough donations and uh of resources that I could start it without having to worry about cash. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh you know, m- my donation uh just from the jump was was good enough to get some of these things launched. But now we're moving into phase 2. And that'll be a good segue into my last thing that we're doing and this is one of the things I'm most proud of. So uh um it's it's Okay, so M- MHA has some of the best mental health screening. Uh, it, you, you're on their website, or if you're yeah. playing around, their website right there, you could say take a screen. Um, you can see what it is. There's there's one for anxiety, depression. Uh, you know, there's numerous stuff there. If you uh, you want me to call it up, or are you going to read it off?
0: Um. So which one do you want me to go to? Take uh, a screen.
2: Yeah, take a screen.
0: Okay, uh, I'll go to uh, mental health screening tools. Yep. Is so that where you want me to go? Yep. Okay. Uh, so I clicked on that. It's, there's a depression test, anxiety test, bipolar test, uh, psychosis, eating, PTSD, parent, youth, uh, work, and addiction. All these different yeah. tests.
2: So what's cool about this is the they're all free and they're anonymous. Um, so I've gone through many of them just to see. Uh, No one's going to come knocking at your door. No one knows anything. But when you go through one and you answer the questions honestly, um, basically it gives you the resources, what you might have, how to mitigate that. uh, Some really cool stuff. But now I'm going to give you some personal stories. And this is one of the reasons why I got I'm really fired up about this. So I have these rubber bands. Uh, this is a Vegas Stronger one. This is one that we're doing. I'm doing it with Richard Egan, and we're getting in the Clark County school systems. Uh, yeah. You can't really tell. Uh, I'm showing you over the camera. Yeah. but they're.
0: You'll they're, send me pictures, and I'll post that so the Lateheads can see that.
2: Okay, yeah. And if you, and, and also, if you go to our Instagram or you go to our, our mm-hmm. Facebook page, we have them, you got posted. them posted there. Okay. Um, but basically these bands, uh, if you go to wTta.org forward slash love, we didn't, we didn't want to call it, you know, forward slash screen or make it sound like you're going through TSA, but you could take a free anonymous mental health screening. Now this is awesome. My daughter's 11 years old and she has been, uh, she's had the opportunity to watch me do all this media and, uh, talk on the phone for hours to these professionals. <laughs> um, but, uh, my ex wife and her mother, um, s- suffers from uh, severe mental illness and unfortunately incarceration is, has been the mm. answer. And she, she gets yeah. to, to, to deal with that while being incarcerated many times. She's not a criminal. She doesn't do anything to hurt anybody. Um, but, there's something wrong. And, and, and when it gets to that point and it's, it's too far and there was no help, um, that's usually where people nowadays go to get their help is prison or jail because they break laws that they really shouldn't, but yeah. nothing that hurts anybody. But so this is, it's special for me and my daughters, right? Sure. Cause they get to see that their father cares. Um, when my ex wife is okay uh, she is a great co-parent. We have a great co-parenting plan, and I do. It's someone that I do c- call my friend, you know. Um, and, and at one point, we were great lovers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. obviously, we have two beautiful children. Obviously, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my daughter um, comes up to me one day and says, "Dad, I think I suffer from anxiety," and. I said well why do you think that and she she gives me all these answers uh and what she thinks and i said you know what you should do honey you should you know the company that uh you know the organization that your father's working with mha you can go to their website and they they have a take a, a you know free screening no one's going to know it's you in there um just answer the questions honestly don't answer them to where you think there's a person on the other side that wants to hear what you're thinking answer them honestly do not don't don't think about me don't think about anything else. Three days pass. Right. She comes up to me. She's like, dad, dad, I took that. I forgot to tell you, I took the uh, the screening. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what did you find out? She said, I suffer from mild anxiety. She had the biggest smile on her face and it was because she actually thought she had anxiety, uh, uh, basically a stronger case of it. Right. Yeah. Um, what was cool about it I got to talk to her about it. I said well isn't that cool that they tell you what to do for it now that you've recognized it and you know it's only mild Yeah and it just was like this weight was lifted off her shoulder that like okay Well she and understand
0: yes yeah, she It's like you know when you look down at your skin and you got this condition going on in your skin but you don't know what it is and then you go to the doctor and they tell you what it is you know and then it's like oh that's just you got poison ivy you know here's right. here's some cream for that Right I mean, it's right. not that simple, but yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, okay, shoo. I thought I was, you know, my arm was going to get gnawed uh, off, you know? So, <laughs> it, 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 it,
2: no, and, but you saying it's not that simple, but it makes life simple. Like once you get through it and you know that you're yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and I
0: understand what's going on now, you know? It's right. Just, it's, it's that fear of the unknown is what causes a lot of anxiety. It's like, oh, I understand what's going on now. So,
2: and it's cool because sometimes the parents are the problem, right? Like I, I, you know, God bless my uncle and my grandfather. Those are the two male role models in my life. But if I would have came to them at eleven and said, "Hey, I think I suffer from anxiety," you know, uh, they meant well, but they would have said, "I'll show you anxiety. Like mm-hmm. knock it off." Like <laughs> now <laughs> is know, is anxiety
0: hand. a mental condition? Yes. Is it a, a mental health?
2: It's considered a mental illness. Yeah, people. Okay. I mean, and uh, here, so here's the crate. This is what's all right, people. There are people that suffer from anxiety so bad that they feel like they're having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is something I want you to think about, uh, especially everyone that's listening. When you go to work and you're in your office, uh, or you know the office that you work in, your coworkers, and you say, "Look, I feel sick. I, I feel like I'm going to throw up," or you're sneezing everywhere, and you look, you have a fever. Your boss is like, "Get out of here! Like, go home. Don't make everybody else sick." Mm -hmm. You go into the office and you suffer from high anxiety and maybe you have an attack at that moment and you feel like your heart is about to come out of your chest and you say to your boss, I don't know what's going on, man. I just got to get out of here for a second or I got to go walk out to the parking lot. You know what they say? Sit your ass back down. A lot of time,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: and that's where we got to get to as a society and that's one of the reasons why I want to do this outreach and like these bands to me mean a lot because it gets people talking about it and – I think that, you know, like my daughter now, she will share that story with a friend. If the friend and then talk about it, she can say, well, you should go on this website and you know, go here. Or here's this band. Check it out. Go here. Learn about yourself. You don't have to go talk to a parent that might be part of the problem. And, and not everybody does have a friend that they could talk to or an amazing partner or a wife or a family member. You can go on there and find out what what it is and then how you can mitigate it um and that's what's really cool and then there's also resources on there if you go through uh you know depending on where you are that'll show you where to go um let's go to another story that even makes this better i have another family member that i asked to go on there and check it out well i didn't you know she she was helping me with some of the stuff on 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 the website and everything the verbiage and um she went on there and she didn't like what she saw when she went through one of the tests
0: oh really okay
2: <laughs> and now she's in she's in therapy and she's working on it because the the test came back and it said something that just did not sit well with her. It said that she's she's a strong candidate to maybe hurt herself one day. Yeah. And she was not she was not mad at the test at all. She just said, you know, she didn't it, realize if, it until she took the test. It's just something that she was like, look, let me get you know, let me start working on it now. So you know, M- MHA has this great saying before stage four. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: before stage four, right? Most women, uh, let's, let's use in the breast cancer example. And, and I'm saying this because there's someone near and dear to me that just went through this. Um, they felt a lump. They didn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of like, let's just hope it goes away or it's just something sure. else. By the time they went and did something about it, they let it get to stage four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in mental health, you got to think of your brain that way before stage four. Mm-hmm. If you sit, on this problem and you wait and you don't do anything or you're afraid to come out and tell somebody, when do you do it? <laughs> you When it's hit stage four. Yeah. And that's, those are the that's times a you're a lot likely. of times.
0: It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. The same. So they can go to, uh, mental health America. Right. Uh, dot net. And you can take these, uh, different self diagnosis, uh, we call them exams, but, uh, whatever they are. Um, so you guys do that. You let us go do that. And let me know. I mean, let me know if you go and you do it. And I mean, I don't want to know if you come up with a diagnosis or something, but just let me know that you go and do it. And if it was helpful or not.
2: Yeah. And listen, it's not, and it's not for everybody. Some people are going to go through those things and they're going to be like, whatever, you know what I mean? But like, you know, you got to use the examples that I just gave you, you know, if I didn't see it work for my daughter and that's the most important thing, that's my religion. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: you saw it firsthand.
2: Yeah, uh, there, there's something there's something I want you to do, too. Um, if you go to the wtta.org, mm-hmm. um, Oh, by the way, these bands, like I said, we're getting them into the schools. Like these are things that we're we're giving away for free to get people to go get checked out or. or nice. get on. There, so. cool. um, but go to the WTTA website and there's a place called Share Your Story.
0: Yep. I see it right here.
2: And then underneath that, like if you click on it, shared stories that this is pretty awesome i'm gonna have a whole series of uh this is from a special ops guy that i met in denver that was watching me speak at an event um one of the cool things about the position i'm in right now uh and by by no means am i an expert or some kind of great speaker but i have people literally contacting me out of the blue just telling me their story um and I think it's pretty awesome. And I think that's another re- way we're going to change mental health in America is uh, I got people coming forward, you know, um, yeah. telling stories because I am a I own a gun company. And if I'm up here sitting and talking like this, people feel like it's a safe space. Like, OK, this guy's not going to screw me over. And he's only you, gonna you can relate
0: stuff. There's something. You know, there's right. something relatable. Yeah, absolutely. So.
2: It, you know, there there's that letter from there. And, I, th- I man, I think that that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. You know. Um,
0: Definitely. So you guys go to WTTA. Uh, you read the letter from our founder, which is Mike Sodini.
2: That's uh, not the letter I was talking about. Well, but. no, I'm just
0: saying you start off there. You know, then yeah. there's About Us. Uh, then you go on over. There's Contact. There's Donate. And then the very far right, there's the Share Your Story. So you can go there. And uh, read the shared story and then share your own story.
2: Right. And I I the reason why I love to share your story because, um, and there's going to be more to come. Uh, I I was talking to somebody in Massachusetts the other day that's writing a a really good one for me. Because I want to hold the MHA just as accountable as they want to hold us to change and the language right mm-hmm. so like when joy behart gets on the view i'm like ooh, i'm telling and i call the mha and I'm like something <laughs> do something about her because she's doing something silly yeah. right and it's the same thing if i hear a story that i don't like which i heard one um, from this gentleman who was, who was brave enough to come forward with his son um, his son suffers from depression and and he's What was awesome is I was like, if you could put that in writing for me and just I'll take it anonymously. I can give it to the MHA and they could see the issues that they've been that we're all having. Um, He actually got back to me. He presented it to his son because he's like, my son's actually a better writer than I am. But his son got this feeling of like, yes, this is awesome. Like somebody's listening to me. I could be part of the solution. Right. And that that helps everybody. Uh, uh, But that's that's another cool thing about this. WTTA website and all those screenings are actually, um, we're going to, we're working to bring them live within our own site. So no mm-hmm. one has to leave the WTTA site.
0: Yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. yeah. I actually, I'm kind of jumping the gun telling you guys about the screenings and the bands, but I'm excited about <laughs> it. Everything I do, I, I, <laughs> I don't listen to anybody that tells me to wait.
0: Well, uh, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's part of, it. you gotta let people know that there's something out there right now that they can go do.
2: And you know, that,
0: with mental health, it's sometimes tomorrow's too late, you know, so it's good yeah. that you're telling people now, definitely. So, guys, definitely go check out walkthetalkamerica.org. Uh, read Mike's story there. Uh, he tells you uh, everything that he talked about, probably more uh, in his story there. Uh, and then share your own story. And then get in touch with me, gmail.com and put WTTA in the subject matter. Uh, and let me know if you guys have, um, suggestions, you have thoughts, um, what you think about it and, uh, how, if you want to get involved, uh, let me know there as well. Um, they've got contact us and donate there, but I want to hear from you lead heads, So send it to me talking gmail.com, WTTA and the subject matter. And I mean, if you've got a story to share, also share that story with me. I won't read it on air. I promise. Um, but if you give me permission, I will share it with Mike and, um, you know, that, that's something that at that point we can we could take from there and decide what needs to be done. But uh, everybody knows somebody that's suffering from some sort of uh, mental illness, whether it's depression, whether it's PTSD, uh, you know, anxiety. Jeez, I didn't even know anxiety was in, in that category yeah, uh, as well. Um, but, yeah, so look forward to working with you uh, on this project, Mike. This is going to be something that definitely Talking Lead is behind 100% and uh, we're gonna get on board we're gonna get the leadhead brigade on board and um like i said we're gonna get in touch with our sponsors and, and friends of the show as well so yeah appreciate
2: it and then and just just for everyone to know i know money's tight man i know not everyone has money but you know think out of the box if you have to you know uh, it could be anything it could be a resource right like uh, hey look i don't have money to give you but i can do this i I have uh, a couple people that are doing some things that, that they're in uh, radio and they're going to give me some drops to give to like sure. shows like yourselves. Well, they'll drop it in, you know, like they want to cut some PSAs. We want to get pop- the
0: word out, yeah. So you make sure you yeah. guys go to their Instagram page, their Facebook page, share their post, like their post, and let them know you're lead head. Um, and then if you know people that need help, Send them to us. It's just like sheepdog impact assistance and what Sergeant Major Lance Nutt is always talking about. You know, if you know a sheepdog in need, you know, if they're sitting on the couch, they're depressed, you know, they're in that dark space, send us an email, talking at gmail.com. you go to sheepdog impact assistance, you go to walk the talk America now, and we can get them help. So don't, like I said, tomorrow's too late. So do it now when it comes to mental health. So, um, one more time, give all your, your Instagrams, your website.
2: Okay. Um, WTTA.org, walktalkamerica.org. Those, those both get you to the website. Um, the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is Walk the Talk us uh eagle imports if you want to go check out some of the guns that are are helping fund these projects arms Corps. absolutely now uh if you do not buy an eagle imports gun please buy an arms Corps gun we we, you know what i mean like that's how much love i have for these guys for jumping in this with me i absolutely appreciate it um let's see what else uh that's about it right i mean yeah and
0: then of course the
2: the uh mha's website yeah yeah absolutely the mha i plan on you know i'm gonna work with the mha but i i, I i'm gonna expand and go and i i'm taking phone calls right now from all kinds of organizations that i didn't know existed that have heard about me yeah. i had somebody the other day call me and she's not a gun person but she works with pediatricians in ohio and somebody was kind enough because she, she all she gives away safes to the pediatricians to give to to people uh-huh. and uh one of the guys behind the counter, I guess, at one of the ranges that she has the stuff at was like, you need to get with Mike Sadini at Walk to Talk America. And she was like, do you know him? And he's like, no, i I just heard of him. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. That's perfect. Like, that's I mean, awesome. that's the kind of
0: recognition you want right there. Yeah,
2: so it's well, working. I'll, Right, and she called me, and you know we're we're in the process of talking things through, but I, I, it's like one of those organizations that I feel like Walk the Talk America can get behind. I, Absolutely, we're not the professionals, right? That's we're gonna leave that up to the professionals and the bridging gaps, bridging gaps.
0: Right. You that's right. <laughs> so, you know. very cool. Uh, again, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, we're gonna keep you guys updated. Um, as as this grows, we're going to be a part of it. We're going to keep you up to date. Uh, and I know this is a gun show, but, I mean, this is kind of part of it. You know, this is part of us um, doing our parts as responsible gun owners and getting involved with with organizations like Wealth Talk America. So uh, do it. And also do this, Leadheads. Make sure that you support those that support the Talking Lead podcast. Awesome companies like the official optics of Talking Lead, Ride On Optics, R I T O N. Check them out at rideonoptics.com. X Steel Targets, xsteeltargets.com. They make awesome AR 500 steel targets. Modern Spartan Systems don't just clean your firearms; optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems' line of oils and cleaning solutions. They even make products for your engines. TVT green oil additive Check them out ModernSpartanSystems.com Kel-Tec Weapons Known for their awesome Bullpup rifles and shotguns They even have great handguns as well KeltecWeapons.com. 1776 United The official swag provider of Talking Lead Go get your Talking Lead t-shirts Your Leadhead Brigade t-shirts, patches And our tumblers Are coming soon with a new logo I'm hoping to get those before the end of the year But we'll see Uh, Until then, you guys go to dip123.com forward slash Talking Lead and get your Talking Lead Evil Black Assault Tumblers at Dipstick Hydrographics. That's dip123.com forward slash Talking Lead. And Pioneer Arms Corps. If you guys want some awesome, well-made AK-47s, go visit pioneer-pack.com. Check out their line of AK-47s, rifles, and pistols. And they are also the sponsors of Talking Leads AK Corner, which is coming up in our next episode, guys. We're going to be giving away another one of their awesome hell Pups, Pioneer Arms Corps hell Pup AK-47. So make sure you tune into that. Jim Fuller will be our guest. So that's going to be a great show. You don't want to miss that one. And then of course coming Thanksgiving, the Talking Lead annual Black Friday Cyber Monday show. This will be our this will be our fourth special bonus show that we do during Thanksgiving. We're going to have awesome deals from companies like Prime One Camo, Obsidian Arms, Tactical RX, Modern Spartan Systems, on, X-Steel, kel all of our sponsors, 1776 United, Operator Coffee, All-Tie Boots, and many, many, many more. So make sure you guys put that in your calendars. Thanksgiving Day is when that special Talking Lead Black Friday, Cyber Monday show drops. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. As always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close.
2: And walk the talk, America. Leadhead Brigade, do it.